Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. With me today is Lisa McLeod, and we're talking about sales and noble purpose. TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. Joining me today is Lisa McLeod, a best-selling author and leadership consultant whose clients include Google, Hootsuite, and Roche. Best known as the creator of a popular business concept called Noble Purpose, she's also the author of this book, Selling with Noble Purpose. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Oh, I love your book so much. Thank you. That is music to an author's ear. I know. <laughs> well, and I really mean it. I don't say it to everybody. Um, I think this book, Selling with Noble Purpose, is wonderful, not just for salespeople and sales managers, but people who are in business who don't like sales. I don't know, like me. And <laughs> so for our folks who haven't yet read the book, could you explain a little bit about what Noble Purpose is, how it connects to sales, and why it matters? Well, let's start with why people don't like sales. A lot of people have the perception that sales is this really aggressive thing where you talk people into doing what they don't want to do. Yes. And there are a certain percentage of salespeople who are actually like that. But what our research revealed is those are the poor performing salespeople. What our research revealed was the top performing salespeople actually have what we call a noble purpose which is their intention is to make a difference to their customers. And what's interesting is I've been in and around sales for a couple of decades now. And most companies will talk to you about, and they'll train their salespeople to talk about how do you add value to customers? We want to help the customers. You need to find out what the customer's needs are and solve for those. And that's usually the narrative. But what happens on a day-to-day -day basis is the cadence of the business becomes all about hit the number, hit the number, hit the number. Mm -hmm. And what we found was that the salespeople who were focused on how do I make a difference in the lives of my customers, those salespeople actually outsold the salespeople focused on targets and quotas. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of what we already knew in our own hearts to be true because this salesy thing that we imagine is actually the poor performing people actually act that way and they give the profession a bad name but the top performing people and i want to be super clear on this it takes the value proposition one step further because most value propositions tend to be kind of sanitized and they're three yeah. bullet points and we put them on a side by side but what noble purpose is a clear and distinct articulation of how you make a difference to your customers. So for example, uh, you mentioned Roche is a customer, is a client of ours. And their purpose, you can look on their website, is we do now what patients need next. Hmm. And so everyone in that company is very focused on the innovation people. What do patients need next? The salespeople, how do we do it now? What does this particular physician's patients need next? So it becomes the North Star for your business. Because left to... Uh, default, the North Star for the business is always profit. Yeah. And that's why when you make the North Star for the business, the impact you have on customers, you actually make more money. So it's a nice way to show up and also a highly profitable way to show up. That's right. Yeah. yeah we think we have to choose between money and meaning. We actually don't. And what the research tells us is that profit follows purpose. Now, you can't just be sitting around going, I want to be a nice person to make a difference. You have to put a disciplined business into place. 
but the organizations who have a purpose bigger than money actually outperform their competition by over 350%. I like that because it seems like if a, if a business owner is watching this and maybe they're in that low performing area and they're thinking, why am I struggling? And looking at this and realizing, well, maybe because you're looking at the wrong stuff, That's maybe because right. you're focusing on the numbers. It's hard, I think, and I say this from experience with working with clients who are in this position, it's hard for someone to look at that and go, okay, so how do I set aside the profit and pay attention to the noble purpose when I really got bills to pay right. and I got staff, you know, payroll to make and you all of that. Gas is calling me, telling me you're not going to be able to buy gas anymore. Yeah. yeah. A, that is a real example from a company my husband and I used to own. So I get it. Yeah. And the thing that you're looking for in a business is you're looking for both profit and purpose together. Mm -hmm. And so you said you use the word, put it aside. That's exactly right. And so what you want to do is you want to be able to, when your franticness about money and worrying about money will make you frantic and it mm -hmm. will cause behaviors that actually wind up alienating your customers. Yeah. And if you're sitting there in your team meeting, so here's a way if you're a business owner to imagine this. If you're sitting there and you're meeting with your team and you're saying, okay, guys, we got to make more money. We got to close some deals. Today. <laughs> we do Think about, and, and I've been there and I've been that person. Think about how well prepared have you made them to go out and talk to customers. Now imagine your competition is sitting in their meeting and their boss is saying, we have got to improve the lives of our customers and we've got to do it today, and we've yeah. got to do it in a big, bold way. How can we find some customers whose lives we can make better? Which team is going to be more successful when they show up in front of the customer? So well, clear, yeah. The second team is going to be much more successful, and so what you have to do as a leader or as a business owner is you have to say, okay, yeah, I know American Express is about to cut me off. I'm going to put that in a box for an hour. That's yeah. all, not forever, just for an hour. And I need to get a clear articulation of how are we actually improving the lives of our customers? How do we make a difference and how do we do it differently? And make that the narrative of your business and your profit is a measurement of how well you're achieving your purpose. So yeah. Profit follows purpose, not the reverse. That's so great. It's so great. You talk about this, the mindset of this kind of salesperson in the book. And, and you talk about this involving showing up with love and, and love is not typically something that one associates with sales and that one expects to see in a book like this. So why love in a book about sales? What's well, interesting because we have this idea that we shouldn't get emotional in yeah. business, but I work with a lot of big companies and I work with a number of CEOs, and I have yet to meet the CEO who says, you know what, if there's one thing I could wish, I wish my people weren't so passionate. Doggone it, people <laughs> didn't care so much. I wish our customers weren't so excited. Right. It's interesting because the word love in business, we actually use it all the time because the biggest compliment someone can pay on an employee survey is to say they love their job. Yeah. The biggest compliment a customer can pay is to say, I love doing business with this company. And if your company 
has the stock pickers and the analysts saying, I love this stock. Yeah. We're thrilled. Okay. So we actually use the word love all the time in business, but we tend to use it as a noun, as something we want to get. Right. And so what our research has shown is what we already knew to be true in all our personal relationships, which is this. If you use love as a verb and you activate it, then you will actually be more successful. And you know, there's a lot of different kinds of love. There's the, there's romantic love, there's love of your country, there's the love a parent has for their child. And what love is really about is it means that you have an emotional attachment mm. to something you care passionately about, the person you care about, that you want successful. And so that's what we mean about showing up with love. The fear base, there are basically only two emotions, love and fear, and all our other emotions radiate out of that. So the fear-based salesperson shows up thinking, I got to close this. I got to hit the number. I got to hit the number. I got to hit the number. The love-based salesperson shows up thinking, how can I make life better for this customer? Mm -hmm. And head-to-head competition, the data tells us the person who shows up with the intent, the noble purpose of improving a customer who shows up more with that level of emotional engagement, mm-hmm. they will win the deal. So great. I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off of people when they think about sales. If you yeah. think about how can I make your life better and not how can I make your life better and sell you stuff, but just how can I make your life better? That changes the conversation. And everything. And now I want to be really clear. It doesn't mean that you give things away for free. In (laughs) fact, companies who employ this methodology, and there's been a lot of them, you can read about them in the book, they actually found their margins went up because they became very differentiated, because their people were differentiated, because they were thinking about customers. They ended up coming up with better solutions that drove technical innovation. And So it's a different kind of pressure, though. Mm -hmm. It is pressure to perform in the service of something bigger than yourself versus fear-based pressure, which is just, oh, my God, I have to do this. And if you look at high-performance teams, if you look at people who perform heroic acts in the military, it is never for self. It is always in the service of the other. Mm -hmm. And so we can train our sales team that way. You know, leadership for the owner has to get the profit model in place and all of those things to make sure it's a profitable business. But if you can get that mindset of we are showing up to improve their condition and we're assertive about that, that's the game changer for an organization. That's so exciting. And, and you're going to come back to another show and we're going to talk about your other book, Leading with Noble Purpose. That's right. I can't I'm wait. very excited. I'm very excited. And, and I'm excited about this book. This book actually... I, I confess, I am a person who does not love sales, but I feel like I could learn to love sales with this book. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Would you like to come on the after show with me? I think I should. I think you should. Okay. <laughs> All right, viewers, here's the book. Okay. We're going to have a link down below in the show notes so you can get your copy from Amazon. And if you'd like to join us for the after show, visit us at twoquestions.tv. That's our website. So you can see our after show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini Mo, visit us at 
www.twoquestions.tv. 